It is a good time, I would think, anyway, to be sort of in the infrastructure business, especially oil and gas. Maybe you saw the big deal that was announced Monday morning, One Oaks buying Magellan Midstream Partners and all their 20, putting together 25,000 miles of pipelines. That's a $19 billion deal. And it's not a day goes by that we don't see something about carbon capture or the grid or whatever. Well, that's exactly what Primaris Services Corporation does. They're a publicly created construction and infrastructure company in all those areas. Tom McCormick is president and CEO and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I so my premise is that the whole world is meeting a path to your door right now. But it would seem like it's a good time to be in your business. No, it's a good business. I mean, the infrastructure, uh, the, the opportunities there, whether you're in renewables or pipeline with respect to carbon ha- capture or or in energy uh, power deliveries, there, there's a tremendous amount of opportunities in the in all those markets. I mean, and, and you guys could pivot. I mean, if if the uh, you know the nat gas business slows down, you've got renewables that are coming on like crazy, and I guess there's a tremendous amount of demand there. Well, renewables is a business that we've grown from twenty million dollars a year in revenue in twenty sixteen to be over a billion, a billion three this year. So Good yeah, it is a tremendously fast growing business. So what's under the umbrella of renewables for you? What 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 areas? Yeah, well, there's the biggest part of it is 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 utility scale solar facilities and distributed generation uh, solar facilities. So anything from you know fifteen megawatts up to five hundred megawatt facilities. Uh, that's the fastest part of our business. But we also do hydrogen. We do battery storage. We do carbon capture. Uh, and we've done biodiesel and biofuels. So we have quite a breadth of capabilities when you when you talk renewables. But just the, the, what I was referring to alone was just solar uh, utility scale solar is over a billion. I'll be about a billion three this year for us, besides business. You know, that's another one of those areas, like wind, too, is the solar facilities have to be off someplace obscure where you've got a lot of land. And then you somehow have to get all that power down to where a whole lot of people live. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's one thing that we offer to our clients that a lot of companies, a lot of our competitors do not, is that we can – we can build your solar field. We can build roads to it. We can build the sub, design and build the substation, and we can build the transmission lines to tie it into the grid. So, you know, that's some of the how 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 broad our capabilities are. So, how far along is the grid to helping you do your job? It is not very far along at all. Uh, a lot of our clients are struggling to get new transmission lines in. They have a lot of orders from new customers to tie in new facilities. Some of it is the delays are associated with supply chain. Others just is are tied to permitting. And, yeah, permit. I mean, and, and who built? I mean, who builds the grid? We in Texas, we we became acutely agri- uh, aware of grid shortages here a couple of years ago when everything you know fell apart. We couldn't get electricity. Now we're worried about it again this summer. Well, you're going to get to worry about it every summer until they get it, you know, get it optimized. And they're not there yet. And what, what hit us a few years ago was the freeze, which actually hit the, the wells and the wellheads, which means you couldn't get gas to the power generation facilities, which means you couldn't get energy to your house. Uh, now it's really, are you able to tie in all those facilities? And as fast as the state is growing, can you get the transmission lines out to where the population's growing? So if you can get the permits, can you get the labor to build it and and the parts the infra the uh, the supply chain if you get all that that's exactly right and you know that's that, that's that's a big if right 
when you start talking about transmission, probably the most sought after skill set as far as a craft goes is uh, the lineman journeyman, which you need to build transmission lines, especially if you're tying into or working on energized systems. Uh, it's easier to get labor and solar to build solar facilities because it's a little bit lower skilled labor and they're a lot more, they, they have a tendency to be mobile. And you're right, a large utility scale solar facility, you have to build in rural areas where you have 2,500 acres or 5,000 acres, but you can do DG and build smaller facilities and tie them all together on, you know, 100 acre plots that are doing 17 megawatts or 50 megawatts a piece. And you accumulate that power and it's, you can actually get it closer to the grid. And then you don't need the transmission lines. You don't need the big substation. You're just connecting it to the, the grid, you know, in the locations that are built. So you, I know you've worked in, in various capacities. You've, you've worked all over the world. Where are we here in, in putting this together? Are we behind the rest of the world? No, actually, I think we're ahead of the majority of, of any other country that I I have lived and worked in. Of course, I lived in South America and Mexico and Chile, and they were, you know, their systems may be advanced to an extent around their larger populations, but as a whole, they were much further behind where we are now. The um, technology plays a big part of this, and we've talked a lot about, uh, we were talking to Vistra Energy here the other day about big storage facilities that they're putting in place to help, you know, transition from plant to plant during during shortages. But I mean that technology is really helping out. Is that is that helping your business? It is, but the technology is changing so fast and you even see it in the solar panel panels and when you start talking about battery storage, it's changing so fast that it's hard to keep up with the changes. It's actually hard for the clients even to keep up with the changes. It's a good thing, but but there there but there's it's still really early days with respect to solar. So you know as it evolves and becomes, you'll you'll see becoming you know the technology becoming better and better and better. Maybe maybe the panels can be smaller and generate more energy from you know from the sun's rays. But you know that's and, it, and we're seeing that even now. You, I think wind is probably at the epitome of where it's ever going to be unless you have some technology that affects the turbines. Next big thing technology wise is probably going to be nuclear. Coming back, it's like deja vu then. Yeah, it is. It is. And acceptable this time around, do you think? Well, I think so. I think it's a lot safer. You know, I don't know a lot about the new technology, but I know the units are a lot smaller. I don't think they require or is dependent on water for cooling in an emergency, which would be good. Some of them I've heard are molten salt, so which would help a lot. And you can put them on a much smaller footprint than you would put in other nuclear facility. I mean, look, we're in a we're in a transition. We're going to see an energy transition in this country take place probably for the next twenty to thirty years. And I know we have governments and entities saying we're going to do this in ten years. It's not going to happen in ten years. You can't do it responsibly in ten years. It's going to take twenty to thirty years. But the technology is going to continue to help drive that change. So how's your your order flow? You're getting requests for a proposal, I, I would guess, periodically. But has it slowed up any with the higher interest rates and and Uncertain about the economy, there a possible recession? No, not not at all. Where where we've seen some clients slow down, it was respect to solar, maybe because of the module deliveries, and they've you know they've had to push some of their dates or their projects out a little bit. But we've had other clients that had a you know surety of supply actually able to pull their their schedules up. So we've just been able to fill those spots. We see in transmission and distribution, speaking particularly about power delivery. Well, we'll have clients now divvy out 
material and equipment to us where they used to just give you cases of it unless you just go to work. Now they're having to parcel it out because they're they're still trying to chase supply chain, get some in. So when you're doing power distribution, you have, you know, it affects your efficiencies a little bit and, and it, it prevents our clients just being able to cut us loose and just say, go install the complete this whole installation for us as quickly and as efficiently as you can. Is more of that manufacturing becoming onshore in here or is it are we still it is it? it is and everybody talks about it but you know it's it's one thing to say you're going to do it and if there, there there are several companies now that are building solar module facilities in the united states and you hear about the microchips being facilities being built in the states sure. but they take years to build right and they, they cost billions of dollars and then you got to get them up and running and it takes time to do that so all that's coming back but it's just going to take time to do it and right now what we got to do is just bridge the time between when they're operating and and now so so tell me about the company i i i, I you called attention to yourself the other day because i look up and there you are ringing the bell of the new york stock exchange so you've, you've that's sort of a coming of age thing going from the nasdaq to the nyse i look at the performance of your stock i mean you're up double double digits year to date not many companies can say that does the street get you do they understand what you do they like you I'm not sure. Well, I hope they like us. I'm not sure they understand us. You know, Primora started out as a pipeline company in California, out of Bakersfield, California, probably 60 years ago. Very good company. Started growing through acquisitions. Then they bought, you know, they started doing some gas distribution work for some of the utilities out in California. Then they bought a company in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, that did heavy industrial work and and highways, built highways and bridges in Texas and Louisiana. So they kind of, they moved to Dallas. They became public going through a SPAC, started trading on NASDAQ around 2008. They moved to Dallas about that same time, maybe a little bit afterwards. And so they've been known for all these years as primarily heavy civil, heavy industrial, all gas and oil and gas. Started doing a little bit of utility work. And then about six years ago, we started kind of changing the company, trying to change it into more of a specialty type contractor. We still do highways and roads and bridges in Texas and Louisiana, but they're a much smaller part of our company now. They're they're less than 10% of our business. Pipeline's less than 10% of our total business. Is that right? It is. It, it is. Uh, so we're mostly utilities and solar and power delivery. And, and in utilities, we're, we're power delivery, which is both transmission and distribution, communications, and then gas and, and power delivery is probably the lion's share of that business. But our utility business is about a two and a half billion dollar business. Our utilities right. in total are, and then renewables is about a billion and a half of our total business. And then about the balances are other businesses. And we still have a non-union industrial, heavy industrial group. And we have a union industrial group that operate out in California. They are very well run profitable business for us, but they're just, you just don't get much publicity. And I think what people don't understand is, you know, we're the number six, two years ago, last year, we're the number six uh, largest specialty contract in the United States. And they still look at us as an oil and gas contractor. And, you know, we were being compared to KBR and floor and, and, you know, all these companies that were losing money on these big LNG jobs. We don't do big LNG jobs. Our largest, our average size of our projects is less than $3 million. Wow. Now we and that's counting the hundred million dollar plus solar projects we do. So we just you know, but the average size of our projects is so our risk profile is is pretty small when you compare us to a you know a floor McDermott or any of those companies. But it sounds like you've got the scale to take on most anything right now. It, what's your challenge? Are you growing organically? Or are you brought in to 
to grow, you got to do more roll-ups and more acquisitions. We're doing a little bit of both. We want to grow both ways. Uh, we grew quite a bit in the last couple of years through some fairly large acquisitions. One got us into communications, and one expanded our power delivery capabilities and gave us more resources and more equipment. Right now, what we're trying to do is just grow organically, pay down some debt, you know, show consistent performance quarter after quarter after quarter, see if we can drive up, you know, our, our share value, in, which is hard in this market, by the way. It's really hard in this well, market. Well, you've been done pretty well so far this year. Yeah, so <laughs> we're, we're trying to do those things. We can get our leverage, you know, debt ratio down to about two, two and a half. I think we'll be in a good spot. And we're always looking for acquisitions. If it's the right fit, we'll go We'll go. You know, make an acquisition, but it's got it. We're being pretty disciplined about that right now. Well, I, like I say, it looks like a, a good spot to be in right now. Tom McCormick, president and CEO of Primoris, uh, which is based here in actually in downtown Dallas. Good to have you with us today. Thank you very much, and enjoy talking to you. And look enjoy. forward to the next time. We'll get you back on for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com/slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.